in five, four, three, two, one. And you are listening to Flowing with the Famous, the Fresno podcast, where we dive into everything cool and happening in Fresno and some of the shitty parts as well. <laughs> I am Joshua T. And with me, as always, Mike C. of the Dorktown Network of Podcasts. Hey, Mike. hey, I'm here. I'm here with you. Yes. Another month. Another month. Oh, the best month. We just, according to the Mark. The best month? Oh, no. Uh, according to Mark Grossi. Yes. Uh, Mark Grossi on Twitter, in case you don't follow him. Great for you Sierra should. Nevada stuff, for water yeah. stuff, and for yeah. air stuff. Good. So he just awesome. put he just put out that July, this past July, was the hottest month in the history of Fresno. Recorded that history. Is so correct. we just lived through n- something no other Fresnans have ever lived through before. The hottest the, month. The average, uh, and so I'm looking at a story from the B and then also just kind of tapping my own knowledge from following this. Um, the average temperature for the month. Average, so this is high, daily highs, daily lows. Uh-huh. Okay. 88.7. All right. Okay. The average uh high temperature 103.3 whoa okay that's that's Uh, higher than i would have guessed yes yes and that's not the highest that it's ever been right Uh, oh that oh that average high isn't the highest it's ever been the the average low did Ah, uh set a record that's what got us 74.1 it didn't cool off enough uh right it never, yeah. And so normal for this time of year is 69.3. So we were, what is that? Five degrees warmer. Wow. Oh, yikes. For the, yeah. It's and an I believe, and, and I don't know if this is, let's see if we have it, if it's in this story or not, but that the lowest high temperature. So, you know, of all, like, I think there were only three or four days where we were under 100. And the coolest of those days was 98. <laughs> Our best so, day was 98 this past Sunday. So that that, was, ooh, right. that was a nice day. I yeah. remember that day. So anyway, uh, and then, you know, and then there was that that um, crazy, you know, stretch where we had all those super hot days. Um, I still don't think it was quite as bad in terms of, like, intensity as... Um, 2006 i think 2006 was the the year where we had oh, you know i think it was like 23 days or so. i mean we yeah. were like so it was just like an amazing an amazing amount of days and there was like a seven stretch day there was like a week where it was every day was over 109 mm. and oh, yeah. it was just yeah so um intensity i think was uh a little more in 2006 and there were a bunch of deaths like a bunch of mm. you know like 50 people died or something. Yeah. It was just insane. We weren't ready Which for is that kind of kind crazy. Of I was a little surprised, and I'm going to say this in, you know, whatever, but uh, that more people didn't die, like that we didn't get a bunch of alerts mm-hmm. from people dying from the heat. I think, but, I just, I think we were maybe more adjusted to it now. Uh, I, it know, could be. It just, could be, yeah. I know, so, I, I know I had an AC guy here, and, and they're, uh-huh. they're just running around with their heads chopped off. They're like, oh, yeah, putting in 14 hour days and 
and he had just come from an old, you know, an older couple that had no air conditioning that like he just like stayed until he could get it fixed because he didn't want to leave him without AC. And then, right, right. It just, uh, but yeah, I mean, our infrastructure is a little bit better than North, the Northwest, obviously, that they went sure, through it and right. they, they just, you know. Yeah, we're a little um, more prepared for this kind of thing. Like, because it's a heat wave. But because we're prepared, it's not like a, it's not something that's like completely unheard of. Like in the Pacific Northwest, you know, right. they have a stretch of a hundred, you know, 108 days, whatever. And, uh, it's crippling because they, they don't, they're not prepared for it in the way that we are. Yeah. We're used to every summer, there's at least a month to a month and a half of weather. That's just like, don't go outside, Yeah, you know, just stay indoors for the next you know find summer cool if you don't uh, have summer cool find somebody that has summer cool that's exactly right yeah so but hey the thing to look forward to about august is yeah it's still gonna be hot but the days get slightly shorter yeah so the heat doesn't last as long and you start getting a glimpse and the summer nights get those nice long summer nights people love those summer nights People love it. That's when you can start to go out to your uh, rooftop patios. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, have you been you know, to the to to the rooftop patio in the and uh, I have not. I have not. Sweet. I've heard about it. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I talked about, about it, it with some talked about it with some friends oh, yesterday. Yeah? Haven't been. Did they enjoy themselves? No, they hadn't been either. They oh. wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. But so I you're talking to other people that are also talking about going yes, up there. Yes. Wow. I have talked to some some people who have been uh-huh. and they really they they liked it. They said it was a little bit like you know how it's set up the rooftop. It doesn't really look onto Fulton oh, all that much. Okay. You're more so looking up onto Mariposa or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um so it's not like Oh yeah, okay. You know, but I understand what that's all you know, whatever. That's all. You're kind of looking at. You're kind of looking at the backside of the the Hilton Hollywood or Hollywood. Yes, the Holiday Inn Hilton, whatever you're it is. You're looking now. at that. Uh, what is that? Um, I don't know. There's whatever that, the building that, is. Right when there they the when they had that. Oh yeah, Chicken Shack, whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. um. Well, remember when that holiday? I think it was during the Holiday Inn era when they had the rest the bar up there. And you can still oh, yeah, see man. you can still see the patio of it, where yeah. uh, it's still there. I mean, yeah. I don't know what's happening up there. I don't know anything. why. Yeah, that thing was rad. I yeah. remember. Yeah, they had a couple of things up there, and that was really cool. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and it's different too because remember, uh, for one of the catacomb parties, they actually had like the VIP lounge up there. Oh yeah, uh, where the where Quail State is now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, where Carl State is. Okay. I think that's where it is. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, had, I like, think you're they, right. They cleared that out. Um, and that was really cool because of the way they set it up. It was that it did actually overlook huh. uh Bolton Street and you could see the vans, the one of the state because they had a stage mm-hmm. right there. So that was really cool because you could just, you know, sit up there and enjoy the whole thing. Uh I think the layout that, that Quail State has is different. But again, I haven't been there, so I can't I can't say uh, for sure. I need to go. But soon, yeah, I think I will at some point, you know. Um for years I complained about no rooftop bars and then we have one. I'm like, yeah, and I'll, you're I'll, like, I'll, eh. I'll get there. Eh. I'll get, <laughs> that is kind of one of those things though, that it's like, look, um 
a rooftop bar would have been awesome during a period of my life when that would <laughs> yeah. was a thing that it's I was coming want up to too late. To. Right. Oh, and or like right now, it could be cool if I was in a different place in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. if I had someone uh, that I was wanting to go out with to cool places, you know, mm -hmm. um, then it would be like, oh, yeah, let's go to the rooftop, you know, but like not really oh. there. So. So, I'm not really getting so to you're saying you're single, Joss. Is that what you're trying to get out well, there? The vibe that's, kind of. I mean, that's not where I was going <laughs> with it necessarily, but yes, that's the. Um, and, and a rooftop bar is, uh, I, I, I don't believe, and maybe I'm wrong, so someone let me know, not the kind of place you go uh, on your own. Like, yeah, yeah, you that's, know, would I, I didn't think about I, that. Yeah. Would I be okay? There's just probably going not bar flies. There There's probably not. A uh, you know, yeah. forty-five-year-old uh, barfly bros up there, like, hey, how's right. going? I'm not forty-five yet, man. <laughs> no, I'm not no, a I was, I was not reference yeah, okay. to your age. It I understand. I understand. You were saying dude. generally those kinds of people, right? Right, 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 right. Wow. Um. Yes. Um. <laughs> dispensaries, Josh. Right. I'm just I'm work. I'm I don't use a stick shift so very well. So bear with uh -huh. me as I shift my gear, trying to shift my no, gears without fine. stalling the show. You're out. like, hey, <laughs> you're gonna stall it, right? And you did, and it <laughs> and official. Now we start it all over. <laughs> um, yeah. so we're getting uh, the uh, our pod dispensaries. Are they up and running yet? Can Canada. I walk into a pod uh, dispensary in the city of Fresno? No. Yet? no. No. But they're coming. Dude, uh, as early as November, from what, from the city's like calendar that they have, um, the Office of Cannabis Control or whatever the, the, it's called, um, they have a calendar and it says, uh, it says uh, November it would be for the equity licenses. And so um, on Thursday at the city council meeting, they made a an announcement. City The city manager said, that they would be notifying three of the applicants um, that that their applications have been tentatively accepted. Um, so, which essentially means that they they have the licenses. They just have to go through some kind of they have to go through background checks and some other stuff before it becomes official. And uh, those are the equity licenses. So, like, there's. 20, 21 licenses available in town, right? Um, for retail marijuana sales. Um, and it's three licenses in each of the seven uh, voting districts. And then of those, a certain amount, I think it was between three and six, were being held out for equity licenses. So essentially going to companies who um, you know, minority owned businesses, people who have been affected by the war on drugs, people in, um, you know, uh, areas that, uh, with higher concentrations of poverty, um, all that kind of stuff. And so people who've been in jail before, um, for marijuana, um, uh -huh. offenses. So those are, they have essentially, I think, uh, uh, although I haven't heard back from I wasn't able to get the act, the names from the city, but um, those those equity licenses have been decided, um, and uh, so we should be seeing those 
you know, I would think in the next few days that that information should be coming out. Um, and then we'll be able to say, you know, hey, this is where the first, you know, three businesses are going to be and people can look out for them. But by the end of the month, we should have the rest of the licenses um, should be done. So, you know, shortly thereafter, we should be seeing everyone kind of start rolling on, on the businesses. So I hear that. But I think, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I oh, hear I that. Was the- say that. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Go no, ahead. No. Go ahead. No, you uh, go. I was gonna. I was gonna say that um, there there will probably be some because I've already heard some rumblings of uh, y- there might be some lawsuits and things from people, oh, and I okay. think this is what this just happens um, everywhere where they do this yeah. is uh, the people starting. who don't get the licenses. You know, if they feel on um, that you know, the decision was come to unfairly, then they'll sue. And then there ha- they, it goes through this whole process. And, you know, I think there were some cities where um, they sued and the, because the city, I guess it kind of messed up or what, they just started the process all over again. Oh, wow. um, and then other cities, they just, you know, added, you know, they were just like, Oh, okay, well, we'll add an extra, you know, four uh, licenses or whatever. So, um, that could happen. I don't know, but so uh, what, what, what I was going to ask is, as I heard that the chicken pot pie shop is going to be a dispensary. That was one of the places that applied. Um, and I don't know if that was the building. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. So the way it works is like the, in order to apply, the business has to have a location mm-hmm. attached to it. And so, um, you know, all these, uh, marijuana businesses essentially either had like uh like written like deals with the the property owners to say like i am leasing this building in contingent upon you getting the license or they just bought the bill you know some places just bought buildings um and uh so um yeah so the chicken pie shop was one of um was one of the applicants um but i don't i don't know if they were one of the ones that got a license because i i don't i can't remember if they were one of the um one of the would you be how do you feel how will you feel about the chicken pot pie shop being a dispensary does that does that sit at all roughly with you at all uh, I, I, it was fine. I mean, you know, yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, I, you know, so it will be interesting because, um, you can only have, there's only three licenses in each district and the, uh, dispensaries have to be, I don't know, a thousand feet from each other or oh, whatever it is. Uh-oh. So, um, the Bank that's of not, America building. Yeah, that's also, not far enough from the Bank of America. That's right. less than a thousand feet so, between those two. Right. So the Bank of America and and there's actually on the Bank of America building on that on that block of Fern, I guess it's Fern. Mm -hmm. There's, I think, like three, um, three applicants in buildings there, (laughs) plus the chicken pie shop. So only one of them can get it if any of them get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's crazy. And it's all based on points. And I was looking at the points the other day, um, and it looked like, and I'd have to look again, but I think that the, 
that um, the cookies or whatever, that's the place that's going to go into the chicken pie shop. They had one of the higher numbers um, in terms of, of the points. So, I mean, yeah, I, it, I don't know. That being said, uh, you know, I, I think I would be so I would be fine with it being a the chicken pie shop being a dispensary over it sitting empty. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I had my way, I would I it would be cool to see it as something else. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm um, I don't camp. know if I don't know how big you like do you need it a does building seem too that big, big for <laughs> this seem way too large for it's the gigantic yeah it's humongous and of, also you know for, i have, for what yeah. i would just assume you just need like a jewelry store style calendar i don't know that you need a huge right 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 place like that yeah well i know so like the um the bank of america building the cookies place and I think some of the others are like this too, because a lot of these companies they have like um, they have it's a brand as well as the product, right? Mm -hmm. So like cookies, for example, is a brand. So they have like a whole retail space that's just branding stuff. So t-shirts, mm -hmm. whatever, I don't know, hats, mugs, like whatever. Um, so in the Bank of America building, for instance, that would be the front part of the building would be um, that kind of stuff. And that would be open to anyone, you know, right. and then to go and actually get, um, you know, to buy marijuana, you would have to show your ID and go through the whole process to get mm -hmm. into the back part of the building where they, they would help you. And oh, I think okay. there's a couple of places that have that same similar kind of model um, where it's like, you know, it's kind of broken up like that. Um, and then some of them, too, also have like manufacturing or not manufacturing, but like distribution kind of things to them too. There's a couple of companies that are like, it's a different license, but they're kind of together. Um, so like one company can apply for a retail license, but also for a manufacturing or distribution license or something like that. Anyway, or cultivation, I can't remember. But um, so it could be one of those deals too, where maybe they were going to have someone in there. I don't know. Anyway, uh the other thing about the chicken pie shop, though, is uh, someone put it in my mind that that place could, might be a, a live music venue. And yeah. so that's just what I have in my mind. It, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would fit more than uh, uh, fit more than Audis, that's for sure. And probably fit more than Strummers, maybe even. I oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Big and I mean, yeah, Strummers I think it would be a, it, it would up, be bigger probably. than both of those places. Yeah. So. If I had to guess, I mean, that would be. And how many yeah, times? I I think how many times like are a, there when there's shows that are just like, just barely cram into uh, strummers, and yeah. it's like, boy, if it was just a little bit bigger, this would be just right. And right, it that would feels be a lot like more that fun. that chicken pot pie building would be just right for a lot of shows. Right, like five hundred or six hundred mm -hmm. people, or maybe a little more. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um. It would be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, if something like that were to happen, that would be like a long time off knowing how the city moves <laughs> on these things, yeah. like how long it would take to get something like that built out and get all the permits and everything for it. But seeing as there's like several places that are still like going through the process. Uh, we, um, and do you know, do you hear enough? I think you probably hear enough from people that like what, because all I hear are complaints about Fresno as far as red tape goes and as far as how mm -hmm. long things take 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just I, I I can't tell whether this that's just how cities are or is this like exclusively a Fresno thing. Do you have like a sense of like why that is, or do we just not have enough people working in the city to process things quickly uh, enough, or, uh, or are we too much of a hard ass about regulations and stuff? Or moreover, like Madeira or Clovis, the, even the, like why are I all these hear- breweries moving to Clovis? Right. What the hell's going so, on, Josh? Answer to what this. I hear, what I hear in Fresno, there's stuff or the stuff that I've heard, like you know, and again, this is all an- anecdotally, mm-hmm. is that like it's all stuff that it's all like you know. So they'll send someone out and they'll be like, um, "Well, uh, you need to move this." Uh, so in a bathroom, for instance, you need to move this uh, this drainage pipe from here to here. Like it's mm-hmm. you know not in the right spot. You need to move it. Um, okay, so they move it. And then the guy comes back and he says, okay, you need to move this drainage spot here to here. And they're like, what do you mean? You told us we had to, you know, you already told us we had to move it. And every time they do that, then it has to go through the whole process again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what happened at at Goldstein's too, where it was like, um, or either Goldstein, I don't know. So one of some, one of the places, Zach's had a lot, had to do a lot of stuff. They measured it and they were like, you know, this is this is your capacity mm-hmm. you know and they gave them the capacity limit and they're like wait a second we can we're it's way it's way more people than that. our capacity is bigger than that you blah 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 and so they had to go back and get the whole thing like redone and like so i think it's that kind of stuff where it's like um and then it just takes forever once you're in that like once you start doing it right. you know it's not like it's you know it's not like you call in and say hey this is a problem and they fix it like whatever it's like a week later, they sent someone out, you know, like that kind of thing. So that's my feeling of it anyway, from what I've heard. Um, and and then, you know, so I heard from another person I know that they were waiting to, to figure out like liquor license stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the I think it, it was maybe the police department, someone had to sign off on it. And they essentially just waited it out because they could. So they were just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that's the other thing too. Um, it's just, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know because if you look at any of the places there's, and there's a bunch of them, you know, I, I, uh, without throwing people under the bus, but I think Goldstein's had a really hard time, uh, getting, getting through everything. Um, I think the, the, um, not splash, but the other, uh, um, bar down there, the, the one that, um, took over the with the big with the big pink, pink oh, thing yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm totally flaking <laughs> Sorry, anyway they, they had a, a, a big a hard time um, I want to say even spooky like I mean I just think everyone um, just kind of it's not easy and I actually even heard uh, the um, there's that ghost golf place you know the oh, mini golf place on Blackstone? Mini golf? Oh, on Blackstone yeah that guy was telling me when uh he went to open that there was you know some stuff with the city and he actually ended up like having to get the he called his council member and it was the whole thing because um they just it was kind of like they just kept getting the runaround or whatever yeah. uh about things um and just kind of no one knew exactly it seemed anyway like no one knew exactly what needed to be done or or you know they it, it could couldn't conflicting information um but that's at least been the 
feeling or what I heard, like kind of, you know, again, antidotally, because I've never had an experience with C, but that that other places are way easier to work with. So that might be why the breweries are moving to Clovis because Clovis doesn't, yeah. you know, they don't care. They're like, oh, you want to <laughs> open something? We'll get yeah. some tax money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what they're like. Wait, oh, tax money? What, yeah. What do you can want we to do? do for you? What do you need from us? Oh. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, Clovis has always been like, again, the, the feeling. Of, I don't know if this is true or not, but my sense of things from talking to people is that Clovis has always been more business friendly. Now, whether that's better or worse, who knows? But Right. Um, Are they doing so, it? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Are they doing it because they're 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 not you know they're not doing the right thing? They're overlooking stuff that that should be regulated. They're like, ah, pff, we're Clovis, don't worry about that. Or are they just more efficient than Fresno? I don't know. I don't know. You, you know, I I mean, I think it's my sense of it would be that it's probably it could be a little bit of both. Mm. You know, because we we saw how uh, Clovis um, dealt with, for instance, like the COVID and mask mandates and, and all that kind of stuff compared to Fresno. Um, you know, they, they, they seem a little more laissez-faire with things. Yeah. You know, in terms of just like, eh, are, are you causing problems nobody out there? Can, no? okay. Nobody and can then, tell us what to do. This yeah. is America out here. And again, I don't know, like this is, I'm just, I'm kind of talking out my ass because <laughs> I've never had an experience with, um, I've never put a business together. I've never, you know, but from what I just talking to people kind of whatever, that's, that's what it seems like to me anyway. Um, so, which is kind of crazy and a little, you know, make it less hard, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's a, it's a, maybe we just don't have enough people working and like whoever's dealing with the, Dealing with yeah, that mean, kind of so stuff that, is probably is, overwhelmed, but right, I don't. Right. That's why I've always told. I myself mean, that, that is. I I would think that would be part of it, and I think that you know, if it if it if that's part of the whole code, you know, yeah, because just code enforcement in general stuff. is just barely right, barely right. exists. So I just feel like right. it's code probably just not enough of a budget for the enforcement. They have enough to deal with without you know. Um, every little single thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they don't have enough people. That's a good question. That someone, if there were like a reporter, Dan Zach, calling Dan Zach uh, on Fresno Twitter. Let's hear about uh, it. Someone, yeah, it would be a good, good question to, to find Fresno out. Fresno Twitter, let's go. Let's get yeah. the discussion going. Uh huh. What time is it in the show? Are we, are we ready to to hear some music? We, we could be. I think. I think we are. All right. Let's take a. Let's take a band break and go for the band of the episode. Let's do it. Uh, let's get hardcore, so, bro. Well, well. The origins of Fresno's hardcore, hardcore scene. Fresno hardcore. Yeah. So uh, back in the day, we're talking about uh, nineteen. 19- 79 well 78 1979 1980 there's a band called the subtractions and they were a uh so i mean say with this kind of stuff whether so in 1979 i'm not sure like hardcore and i'm putting that in quotes uh-huh. existed in 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 the way that it did you know a couple of years later so you know 
in the early 80s in into the mid 80s there were a bunch of fresno hardcore bands um but in 19 you know 79 1980 there there wasn't there was really just this one band it was called the subtractions um and they recently uh so a couple years ago their album they had one album that they recorded like in a studio and a couple years ago it got sort of like rediscovered um and released and they actually did a a um reunion show at uh the old tower district records on olive avenue oh okay right there at the end of all of them yeah uh but um just the last this month i guess it was this month last this month yeah they um they released a tape uh of an er like earlier demos um and uh, it's called modern kids um and uh they did what 150 tapes or something like that and uh because that's the whole thing now tapes are back okay yep I got, I got one. I got one. Yeah, I think mine's. I, I wish I would have put it in front of me. I think I'm in like the twenty. I think mine's number twenty-eight. Oh, I remember really? correctly? Yeah, pretty right. early on. Pretty yeah. high number, bud. So, um, yeah. So they that is out and it's um out now and it's it's super cool. Um, and uh, let's see, it's out on. I want to see if I have the. Uh, Oh, Lynx Rufus Recordings, which is a, they only do tapes and they only do, I think it's, it's a lot of these kind of things where it's like, um, old school, like archive kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so this tape was actually originally done at, uh, the band used to practice in an old auto body shop that was like on the, on Olive Avenue somewhere. I'm mm -hmm. not exactly sure where, but, and they, um, they put like the, the mics and stuff in, in the, they, or the recording thing in the paint room and uh, recorded everything. Anyway, nice. so here's a song from that. Uh, the song is Modern Kids. <laughs>
There you go. OG stuff for you. That's how, oh, that's how it all started. Yeah. You it's go really from cool, that man. to Farouk. I, what's that? You go from that to Farouk. You can yeah, keep I, stretching I out the timeline and you would you would run into Farouk eventually. I think that, yeah. Um, I, I got to give it up to uh, Dale Stewart, um, yes. who yes. Uh, is like Fresno's punk historian. Um, and and uh, all his own his own legend in his own right. And then he has this other thing of being also being a yeah. historian. Well, so he actually played in the subtractions uh, before he went on and played in his own band, Capital Punishment. Mm -hmm. um, so he played with the subtractions. I think he played on their their um, like studio EP that they did. He didn't. He wasn't playing on this one. Uh, he joined the band a little later. But um, anyway, so uh, it's really cool. I'm glad that we have that kind of stuff around, and I think. You know, there's a ton of this kind of stuff that I think is going to start getting rediscovered because there's there were so many yeah bands I was, around. I just, just bought that just for just to have some Fresno history. Oh yeah, and man. I mean, I, I like I, I like the music too, but it's yeah more of just like I just want to have that. Yeah, it's, and I think it's cool. I mean, to me, um, I love that kind of stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I love you know the more of that kind of stuff we could put together, the best. I just did last week an uh, interview with Nate Butler. Mm -hmm. um has the local show the local on show on kfsr sunday nights at eight sunday nights at eight and and he like that dude has an art like he's really taken it seriously about like creating an archive of music mm -hmm. um and he apparently has like a, a google file where you know every time he like tracks down one of these recordings either whether it's new or old or whatever um he finds out a bunch about the recording, about the band, like blah, blah, blah and he's put it into this Google document that he has uh, that's like an encyclopedia of Fresno music. And so I haven't seen it, but I would be so <laughs> interested to see because that would be so awesome, you know, mm -hmm. and to be able to track back all the way. You know, he said that he's played songs on the show like from the 1940s, Whoa. like Fresno bands from the 40s. And there were a ton of Fresno bands like in the the 60s like right before uh vietnam mm -hmm. uh where there were a bunch of fresno bands that were playing like there was a circuit where oh. they would play like up and down the 99 yeah uh, there was these but the brimers and um uh roadrunners there was i don't know there was like three or four or five like you know every every town had their own band and they were like playing some of them were like really good and uh a lot of them actually had you know uh, did recordings um and a, a lot of them have been kind of lost, uh, you know, but um, yeah. So and then, you know, that carried on into the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. I just was uh, on my newsletter without plugging it too much. Um, today, uh, geek. Uh, the, sub -stack. I oh, I thought you were actually saying that I was a band geek. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's uh, true. But uh, I was never talented enough for band to make me. Uh, the the uh, guitarist for the Supreme Love Gods uh, reached out and has some new stuff happening, and nice. I had never really dug into them. And you probably yeah. were. I was old. I'm old enough to have seen. I've seen them yeah. play. Um, and they were legit. Like they they mm -hmm. were on. They had they were signed to Deaf American Records in the '90s, and mm -hmm. and had a um a single out and everything. So, and that was a band that like I mean I think I've heard of them, and. 
I I definitely had heard the single. Were, um, yeah, there were that. There was that yeah. crew. Like, I think I think these are the same guys that were. There was like three or four bands that they're all sort of in on, and like mm-hmm. uh, I think Black Fry and um, oh, what was the other one? There was another oh Thumposaurus and uh-huh. all those bands. Like there was that scene that for a while there. Mm-hmm. Um, that 90s scene that had those bands yeah, I mean, where we thought like oh this was oh this is going to be the fresno band that breaks out right uh, right yeah it's so interesting like like seeing that uh and thinking about you know fresno has had a lot of these kind of bands that have and let's go bowling is another perfect example you know because let's go bowling had like uh two like underground i would say like ska like classics almost um like their first two albums you know amongst the ska like scene Mm -hmm. are you know but they had a major like a a literal like a major record release after that in the night you know in the 90s and it was a little late so they 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 like had that just after like you know no doubt in like a lot of the ska Mm -hmm. like the the wave had already kind of crested at that point when their album came out um and it was a little less like scon it was a little more like new wavy like whatever so mm-hmm. it didn't really hit it's a great album but um it just didn't really hit in the way yeah. that some of the that other perfect the perfect illustration of your point is how uh how uh what's her name was talking about no doubt and mentioned how and they basically that um uh, let's go bowling oh or no doubt open for let's go bowling oh, and then right, like right, what right. like four months like, later no yeah, doubt yeah, uh, yeah. let's go bowling was opening for an opening act for it no for no doubt so it was like that right. shifted in just a few months time yeah and i feel like that's that's always been the case where there's these bands that have been like on and i feel like supreme love gods is a perfect example as well because if you listen to them um, so they're like an American Britpop band, right? So they sound like the they sound like the music that was popular at that time, like whatever Blur or whoever. Mm-hmm. There's another band that that they get compared that they got compared to a lot. But anyway, um, but it's definitely like this Britpop, like really, which at the time, and even now, like I'm really surprised that that band is not it wasn't bigger than it was, you know. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, uh, just it just didn't seems get out like, there to everyone. Like, Fresno just always gets to like the cuss, mm-hmm. and then it's like, eh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and then it just doesn't. Um, even though, I mean, and I say that knowing that there are a bunch of examples, you know, that people could give me, probably. But um, anyway, so if you get, there's a lot of that kind of stuff out there. My point being, in the local show and some other places, you can find it. So. And uh, local show Strummers has a calendar out now. Oh yeah, man! Strummers calendar has been released. Next week is their first shows back. Uh, yep, yep. And uh, their calendar is pretty solid. It's pretty solid. Um, I don't think that there's anything. I'm gonna look and see. And uh, Film Fifty Five have a calendar out yet? Or what's that? Film Fifty Five has shows now. Oh yeah, Film Fifty Five has had. I mean, they've had a couple. I think they their first last week or the week before uh, was their first weekend back. So they've been doing a bunch of stuff. They have some really some really good shows. Um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, yes, drummers uh, has, I think September is going to be real big for drummers. Um, September, October is going to be uh, their big. They got hot, hot heat coming in October. Um, so, uh, yeah, they have some good, good stuff coming. Uh, Fulton 55 has a bunch of good stuff on the calendar. Um, they have, uh, uh, this band, the electric six is coming in, uh, August. Um, they had a, they had a pretty cool local show, uh, just last night with, um, call me James and stone shiver and, and some others, but, um, and, uh, summer sweat is, is coming back. I was wondering back. about yeah. it and yeah. the, uh, Johnny you, puts on that little uh, sort of day of music. Have you uh, seen their the um, lineup for that? He hasn't released it yet, as as yeah. at least as of yesterday. Anyway, uh, I haven't noticed today, but he yeah, was, I he was about to release I, it. He may have released it today, right, as we're talking right now. I'm not yeah, sure. because I hadn't. Uh, I had been. I had seen that they're they're. Um, you know. But I like that. I like that show because it it leans into what Fresno is in the summer. It doesn't hide from it. It's like, yeah, we're gonna have it during the day. It's gonna be hot, and you're gonna stand there and you're gonna watch some music. Right. It's gonna, gonna be hot because you're from Fresno. And you could deal with it, and you love it. You love it. You're like, yeah, oh yeah. And w- when like the, the sun goes below, sun goes down. You're like, ah, damn it. Wait, bring it back. Bring <laughs> the sun what back. the hell? And it's, and then Tyago score is trying to put up shade for you. Like, oh, let me, no, we don't need I don't shade. Your stupid shade. Go give it remember to your grandma. Year, remember the one year? This was the best. Uh, so it was summer sweat, and they had the giant freaking bounce slide or whatever water slide. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was so cool. I was yeah. like, yes. Yeah. Um, and this feels like a liability issue, but go yeah, ahead. Well. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, I got drunk like, on the Tioga Sequoia sled and I'm broken my back. This one's happening in August. It's August 20, 21st. And I wonder if that's going to be part, they're going to do that in conjunction with one of those um, brewery district block parties. Mm-hmm. Um, so many. I can't keep up with all the, the well, block I parties. Think, so the I truck, think food truck, food hey, truck here's parties. something to talk about that, that happened. And maybe you have an opinion about. Oh, uh, Fresno Street Eats mm-hmm. up with Fresno State to mm-hmm. do their freaking uh, uh, tailgate. Their tailgate. Yeah, that seems like sort of like a get. Like I, I just assumed that was happening already. Uh, when that got well, announced, I was like, I wait. Aren't they? Isn't that? Ha- I could what? That was just a yeah. natural fit. I'm just like, well, right. duh, yeah. yeah. But so I think that the different, like, you know, I think one of the things is they're going to treat it like uh, Fresno Street Eats is treating it more like an actual, like, like event with like right. band, like almost band, their like, own event yeah. within the tailgating. Yeah. So they're doing like the whole thing. So, um, which like you could almost uh, go to that and not go even go into the game if you. Right, right, right. Like it, it would be, yeah, that kind of a. Uh, a thing so which i think is totally cool man mm-hmm. i'm glad yeah I, it's I, a good i mean perfect know, I idea fresno, fresno street eats like over that pandemic like really found yeah like figured it out mm-hmm. like their niche and and like i think they did a really smart thing by setting these up 
at a time when there wasn't really anything else going on. So now people are used to it. Like mm-hmm. people are, have gotten used to like going out and seeing these things and, and, and hitting them up and like, right. and, and that they're in different parts of town at different times. And so kind of wherever you're at, you're going to be able to find one of these things fairly close right. to you. And they're going to have some good food and like whatever, what it's so we're just like, I think we got really cool. used to and it then, now. Just like, if there's going to be an event where we're like, well, of course there's going to be food trucks now. Yeah. It's, it's just like, yeah. They've done a good so, job with that. Yeah, I'm. I mean, to me, it's just like I think it's really awesome, and I'm super excited that they landed that thing with Fresno State because it seems like a total, like you said, it just seems like a no-brainer. Like, of course they were going to do that, mm-hmm. and if they can get some cool bands out there playing, I mean, that's also a, a plus, a win, you mm-hmm. know. So, and you know, obviously, you know, I would assume that Fresno State or whoever puts on those things, whoever's like the the organization. Um, that they have money to kind of do it correctly, you know, to put a stage out there and make sure it sounds good and, and all that stuff. So, right. Um, they got it under control. Them yeah, man, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very excited about that. I'm glad. It's a that, nice Fresno you know, asset to have. That, uh, yeah. It's Mike Oz's thing. And I think he's done really well with it. And, and, you know, he's been working for a long time um, in a lot of different capacities, but, uh, and, and, so I feel like it's cool that it, like that that kind of recognition that like he's finally hitting it and and it's worth sell. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was just we we're talking about some music collectibles and stuff, uh-huh, and uh-huh. it just uh, got me thinking of do you have do you have a prize? I mean, you're not probably not the collectible nerd I am, quite or at mm-hmm. least not yeah, a di- yeah. in a different way maybe. But yeah. do you have a prized Fresno? collectible whether it's music or whether it's something else like you're like like oh this is a cool fresno thing i have or even a kingsburg thing even huh man that is a really i would uh, i would tell you mine is uh i have a fruit i have a fruit avenue uh uh sign street sign and you know the big green it's how like you, an old. You, it's the eleven hundred block south, south fruit. I actually got it at in in a, in a I guess legal way from a, <laughs> a shop in downtown. You remember that you shop know. downtown? That's it would be the mural district now, kind of mm-hmm. the area of uh, not Ironburg, but that what that one complex you lived in for a little bit with the I think one of the Simmies lived in there. What was that? Yes, was that one. Uh, yeah. The, there was yes, there was the like Broadway, a Broadway yeah Broadway Broadway loft so, yeah. so like so over the, in that I, area there was like this sort yes. of refurbished place yes and, remember and, that and it now it is a uh like uh Fresno food the oh what's the Fresno food uh Fresno oh food not bombs or no the the food they. anyway yes yeah. I know exactly what okay. you're talking about it's uh, yeah it's, it was that uh, shop that Broadway was there for a while. And Broadway and not Tuolumne, but the one just before. Yeah, Tuolumne. over there. Yeah, so they had a really that was a really cool place, man. That yes, I remember that they had. Uh, it was like a refurbished yeah. uh, place, and they had really. So cool, you like yeah. yeah, you got like pieces from a house that got found found pieces of things, and you yeah. go there and yeah. like oh, I can use this kind of yeah. place. Um, but uh, that's that. <laughs> that's my most <laughs> proud of for some reason, I guess. Okay. Why. Okay. Um, I've got a lot of music. You know, a lot of if 
only like super Fresno music nerds would be like, oh, okay. yeah, but nothing, yeah. nothing valuable necessarily. Man, I don't know. I so mean, you I just really don't, don't, you just don't go, you don't go antiquing enough, Josh. So, I mean, I feel like so I have, uh, I have art from All people right, that see? I feel like, there you go. um, but nothing that I would be like that to me is very like Fresno, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, but I, I wouldn't, I'm not sure I, man, that's such a, that's a, that's an, I don't, I can't, I can't answer. Cause I, I do don't have a, I do have a poster of all, like all the, or a bunch of the signs, the old mm-hmm. neon style signs in Fresno that are still mm-hmm. around. I have like a poster mm-hmm. of all those. I don't, it's not something valuable, just like a thing. But I, the, yeah. that one I like a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I've got some coasters of like uh, the tile work that's on the Fulton Mall. Uh huh. Uh huh. Those are pretty cool. Oh God! I you know man, it and it's weird because you would think I would, but I don't. So I have like some old records and stuff from some bands, mm-hmm. like uh, even in scraps. You haven't gotten front something from scraps or something like that. Well, I mean, I so I I, I have scraps T-shirts, which I think to me in some ways are like yeah. uh, totally Fresno. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. No, I mean I can't really say that I've uh, I can't really say that I have anything that I that I would consider. Uh, you know, like, like, um, like really mm-hmm. Fresno stuff. Well, and now I'm like, work on I you. Now have to go out and do start like, doing some, sh- start doing some shopping. Yeah. And try Get to come up. There, yeah. Go to, uh, Yoshino um, something. Yeah. I could, you could, I, I would think that, uh, I think, I would think that whatchamacallit, uh, Yoshi, Yoshi would be mm-hmm. the place to go for, you know. Um, they would probably have some really, really slick, mm-hmm. cool stuff. Everyone complains that they're kind of pricey, but I guess I don't know. If you're finding valuable stuff, it's going to be a little bit pricey. I yes, I believe that is the case. Yeah, I I think that is. They have good stuff there, and it's it probably is a little more expensive than other places, but I feel like it's curated, you know? Right. And so the, you're going to pay a little more because you're having someone kind of do the work for you of, of figuring out and finding it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so that's like the, cause yeah. Cause I feel like, yeah, kinda, if Yoshi now gets a little bit of a bun wrap that for that, just like, yeah, like you're saying, like, yeah, if I go into the thrift shop on shields and Maroa, nothing's curated. It's all just like, here's, here's the stuff. But if I right, go into y- right. Yoshi now, it's already been filtered for yep, me. Yep. Well, and I'll tell you what. Uh, for me, I have never bought got anything at Yoshi now that wasn't like um, that. You know, wasn't some sort of negotiation of like whatever. So usually, it's like if I'm going to buy it, it's at a price that like I'm I'm going to buy anyway. So it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. Right. But it's always been like. You know, oh, how much you, well, I'll, you know, give me whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. never been like. Oh, see, I um, never think to to do that stuff. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. If you just ask a lot of times, you know, like, um, that'll be the, or, and a lot of times, like, I'll buy a bunch of stuff also, you yeah. know, so it'll be like, I won't just be buying 
whatever it is, it's like I'll be buying a bunch of stuff. And so they'll be like, oh, just give me blah, blah, blah for the whole thing. You right, know? Um, right. So, which is cool. And I'm, I'm super excited about, uh, but, um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, but that's a good, that's a good question. I would throw that out maybe to the listeners. Cause I'd mm-hmm. be real interested to see if anyone else has, because maybe I'm, I ha- I do have something and I'm just not thinking of it as like a piece of exactly. Fresno, like whatever. Um, well, I know there are put people, a future post they, on the Fresno about it. So remember when they tore up the, the, uh, the, the mall, uh, and they tore up the, they had that little, they took like the first like piece of concrete out or whatever uh-huh. or piece of sidewalk. Yeah. And it was like that, that kind of mound of, of they had just a little asphalt, this little, yeah, little yeah. strip and of asphalt. People, like in a bunch of people, like just stole pieces of the thing. They're just like, Oh, I got a piece of the, yeah. Damn, uh, so a lot of that. people have that, you know, a lot of people have, uh, this is the full mall. Yeah. Um, I had Ashley I sign it. That's where I'm going to have to leave it. Cause I, I don't, uh, All right. I don't really have it. Um, <gasps> what else? Is there anything else? Oh, uh, well, you want to talk about, um, uh, Donald Monroe, had to put somebody in their place about the whole oh, tower, yeah, dis- tower yeah, theater. The oh, put the Fresno oh, Bee. Oh. He wasn't the only one. There were a bunch of people that put the Fresno Bee in their place. Uh, what did you guys do now, Fresno Bee? I know, right? Um, so this was concerning the um, tower theater. Uh, and the Fresno Bee ran a an opinion piece uh, from... Let me pull it up so that I can like get you all that. Um, so the Fresno Bee ran this story. It was by this columnist, Joe Matthews, um, and he was writing for the Zocalo Public Square. Um, and uh, they're an opinion, a news site. Um, and so essentially it was a, um, you know, it was a piece that he wrote for them and then it got picked up and it was ran kind of across the board. And he was writing about the sale to the adventure church the sale of the tower theater to the adventure church um and if you haven't read it like you just have to read it because it's uh, i i could go like point by point and like really talk about mm-hmm. how terrible of a uh opinion piece it was um but it just you, you just have to read it essentially his point was kind of that like the people who are um complaining about the tower theater being sold to a church just need to suck it up because the church is the church's save old buildings. Essentially, it was mm-hmm. kind of that was the, his argument. The, then. The, that was his argument. Essentially, is that like you know, if the if if people get out of the way, then the church will come in and they'll keep this building. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Ignoring and a whole bunch of stuff. Yes, right. I mean, and so I read the piece, and I actually shared it on my Twitter, um, and I had concerns with it. Um, and so I shared it on my Twitter and I had a little, just a tiny little comment, but I didn't think it was as bad as everyone else. Like some people, you know, so Donald Monroe, like, you know, he essentially was, you know, called for a a correction to be made and was saying that, you know, the, 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 uh, story was factually incorrect that it, it, there were factual errors Mm -hmm. uh, in the story. And I mean, I think. And there were, you know, because I mean, there there definitely were 
factual errors in the story, you know, because he, he, the author said, you know, was making the point that the theater couldn't make it as a, uh, as a theater, like a movie theater in the time of Netflix or whatever. This was kind of his <laughs> point is that like the world has changed yeah. and, you know, movie theaters Sorry, he doesn't understand what the whatever. tower theater, does. right. Not understanding that a, the tower theater, uh, and this was my big problem with it was like the tower theater hasn't uh, been a theater, like a movie theater in, I don't know, fucking 30 years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then also that it, it wasn't failing. Like it in, mm. you know, from everything that I, I, uh, and even talking to the owner, like 2019 was the best year that they had ever had. And they were just killing it. Mm-hmm. And it was only because of the pandemic, um, that they, they got, you know, it into their head that they needed to sell. And then even like looking at it now, it's like dudes just booking stuff as if nothing had ever happened. Yeah. So obviously <laughs> the, you know, they're not struggling for business. It is not that the, the, you know, the author I think was making the, the argument that this was a failing business, uh, not a viable business and only a church could come in and make it, make yeah, it work. Yeah. Which, you know, is not the case. And then, you know, he also made the comparison between the Hardee's Theater and Wilson Theater. Um, and, of course, you know, didn't put that into any kind of context, which is like mm-hmm. neither of those theaters existed in an entertainment district at the time. Right. And both of them now are no longer open to um, the public. Right. right. So. No one, you can't go into the Wilson Theater and see uh, a, a play. You can only, mm. you know, it's whatever the, the, the church I is. I saw a lot of great shows in the Wilson, so I mean, yeah, it's disappointing. Right. I haven't seen it in, in, what, 20 years or something. I haven't been right. inside there. Um, and so, anyway, so to me, I felt like the story, I wasn't as... Um, move, like, I wasn't as worried about the inaccuracies of it. I was more worried about like the 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 con like the content the lack of context mm-hmm. or the lack of understanding lack of like, understanding the tower district and and what the tower theater of, is yeah right so it was reality. like obviously the guy did you know the minimal amount of research um, on on the thing and he put together this whole piece which was Donald's um, problem like his mm-hmm. whole point in the first place so Donald wrote a piece. Um, on his website calling that out calling the b out for for running it and essentially saying that like um the b should have done a better job of fact checking for him mm-hmm. you know and kind of just like whatever which uh, does it well does the editorial board do that for somebody that's writing a piece for the so i mean yes section? I, I mean so yes if it's something that's so i'm not 100 percent sure what the process is if it's something that's glaring like that, I mean, so like in the end, the newspaper is still responsible for uh, factual errors. So if, for instance, they ran something um, that that had factual errors in it, even if it's like they didn't, it was an opinion piece and someone else wrote it. If it was incorrect, I mean, the, the paper is still responsible. So ultimately, um, I think, you know, there is that responsibility. Um, and I do think that they read for that kind of stuff. I I think they probably read it like I read it, which is like, oh, it's not that this is factually incorrect. It's just he doesn't he 
doesn't, doesn't have, quite have an understanding of the, the, the context of it. Anyway, so... Um, and so then, is Donald so trying to say, like, maybe the editorial board should have said, we can't print this? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that was his point. Um, so, you know, what the B ended up doing was they, uh, Jaguar Bennett, who's a local uh, guy who is a part of the, um, I don't want to say protest committee, but the committee that's um, against the sale of the tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote a rebuttal, um, and the B ran that, and it was a really good rebuttal, and it pretty much laid out everything that you know um, that I would have said uh, as well, and it was pretty well thought out. Um, and then I guess the uh, original publisher, so the Zucolo Public Square, um, they actually um, changed, they revised the column, uh, hmm. and they made the changes um to some of the some of the things but apparently they didn't like put it put anywhere that that was the case so there wasn't Uh, there's nothing in the column to say like yeah you know we made uh you know correct they just made the corrections and and let it sit yeah and so you know donald is now saying like okay that's cool to anyone who hasn't read the story, but what about people who read the story and made conclusions based on it? And now it's been changed and they'll never see that, you know, so they put sort of incorrect information. And because this got picked up all across the state, lots of people read that and will never read the corrected version. Right. Um, And so have this incorrect thought about what's happening. Um, so well, yeah, just uh, hopefully just i mean my I, i'm just hopefully that the church just doesn't try to come back at all hopefully we're kind of maybe we're just sort of unofficially past this like we're not going to have maybe we're not going to have like a definitive like like this is this is now case closed kind of thing i just feel like maybe we're just gonna sort of uh, distance ourselves from it and kind of go back to way it was before without adventure church uh, something I mean, I that know. can happen so now. The church is still, the church is still there. Is I mean, it still, still there? Having, they're still having. Um, they're still I having think services. They're still having services there on Saturday or on Sundays. Uh, um, the protesters are still out there. Enough. It's been almost a year. Um, I think I'd have to look at the, but it's you know, and uh, no, not I guess it hasn't been quite a year, but it's been however many months, six months, or you know, however long. Um, and um, they're still. Well, I know that. Uh, yeah, I saw Corn Corn Hogger put out how uh, uh, Sequoia uh, t- uh, Sequoia is was uh, they they're still going through a legal process and yeah, that yeah, they, they want to yeah. step on in the process. Yeah. But it's weird because it's it's weird because from and all of this is just the whole thing is just so convoluted. It's real convoluted, but from everything that I have ascertained the sale is off the sale is done Mm -hmm. so if he wanted to sell the the property again he would have to start that whole process up and if he starts that whole process up that means he has to give uh contractually he has to give sequoia first right of refusal Mm -hmm. and he i mean and the thing is once he lets people know then there's going to be a ton of of not a ton but there could be more offers uh, offers in there and then you know that becomes a a whole thing so i don't know 
I mean, I think that that the owner right now is having a grand old time because, um, you know, he's he's continuing to to book things. I mean, mm -hmm. I get emails almost every week with stuff that's happening there. I have heard that some of the stuff got canceled. Some of the you know promoters and things mm -hmm. uh, don't feel comfortable. There uh, are some people calling for boycotts. Um, you know, there's a couple of shows that are happening there that I I think would be worth seeing. That I'm, it's like well, I don't know. Can I? It would know, be. I would I think it would. It would be. He can't be making that much money off. I don't know how much this adventure church is giving him to be, have services. Yeah, like, I mean. Does it worth it to him at this point? Like, can't he just say, "All right, guys, that was that was a pandemic thing. Guys, go find yourself a, a new place. I've got a business to run again now, and then maybe come back later and <laughs> make me a big offer so I can make more money off of this or something." It's just like, why do you want to continue giving Adventure Church a spot there at this point now? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it seems to me like at a certain point. That's a hundred percent that that you would just the the um there's a point of diminishing returns and you know when that becomes who knows but at the other time if you're gonna get dug in you're getting dug in and so mm -hmm. I think that's that's the other thing so um I don't know I I felt like this whole thing with and you know the reaction to this piece was um was really interesting and if it did anything i think it 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 did a good thing in that it got the you know jaguar's piece um and also uh, donald's piece really i think got to the heart of what the controversy is really about and because i think a lot of people think that it's about something else you know i think they think it's about well people just don't want the they just don't like the church or they don't, you know, like, oh, they think the church is against gay people or whatever. And it's like, well, no, that's not it at all. I mean, you know, that's a very small percent it's part of, of the, the whole thing. And there's all of these other issues. There's zoning issues and blah, blah, blah. And it goes down the line. And I think um, Jaguar's piece was really well written and, and thought out. And the same with uh, Dahl Monroe's uh, response to that original letter. So. Um, if for listeners, if, you know, if they haven't, if you don't know anything about the, the con and I assume anyone who's listening to us knows more about it than we do probably, but, um, I would go and, and, uh, track those down. I would find, um, Jaguar's piece and then Donald's uh, piece on his website, the Monroe review and just read through them and, and you'll get a really good idea about what's, what's happening and why it's so important. There you go. Yeah. No, I think I think well, we're pretty, pretty good. I think you're in good shape here, Josh, for August. Are we? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Let's go ahead, then. Ready to start toning down the heat a little bit and just start okay. relaxing. Okay. School's about to start up again. Get ready oh, yeah. for you, for full blown traffic and full blown schools. How you feeling about schools? How you feeling uh, about? I'm boy. I mean, I'm not that nervous because luckily, Mike kids old enough to be vaccinated oh, okay. so, so um so, so it's uh, not as it's not as stressful as if i had a kid that i couldn't get vaccinated she, so is but, she's vaccinated yeah so okay it's yeah. you know it's not as nearly as stressful as it would be if if i had a younger kid because i i right. think it's good it's ooh, get ready people because it's i mean this is across the country it's going to be like this but you know these kids are going to 
uh, it's especially the elementary schools with you know yeah. with nobody being vaccinated. Uh, it it's gonna get. It's not going to get better for it's not mm-hmm. going to get better for a few months here. I think mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. you're going to have all the kids mixing with each other every day in class, and then Clovis Unified doing that BS thing about not wearing. Basically, you just have to just apply for a, a just just say I don't want my kid wearing a mask, and and then mm-hmm. just to get around that mandate. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm just I don't know. I'm happy I'm in Fresno Unified right now. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, everyone's supposed to wear masks. So and Fresno Unified. So I, um, I don't know. I, and like yeah. I said, I'm just thankful. Thankful yeah. we're all vaccinated. So and right. everybody important to me, or I, not, not. I shouldn't say important. But everybody right. in my immediate yeah, circle is vaccinated as well. So it's right. not as nearly as stressful as it would be if that right. wasn't the case. So. Yeah, I mean, I really do feel for uh, parents who have kids, like you're saying, who are younger who can't get vaccinated even if they wanted to, and they're being forced to kind of to move into this thing. And I had heard at Fresno Unified, uh, they're allowing people to do in, uh, like, can, at home yeah, education. Yeah, if you want to stay home, you can. But it's through, like, their, they have a, a portal um, that, that they do that through, and it's, it's maybe not as, yeah. it's not like a normal a normal hybrid class, you know, like right. whatever. So, um, yeah, anyway, so that'll yeah. be interesting too. I don't know. Best how that's of luck to, to everyone on, on <laughs> yeah. all that. Yeah. Just watch, watch this, watch over the streets. You know, we haven't been used to this sort of uh, full blown school for mm-hmm. a while. So, Oh yeah. You're going to have kids everywhere in the streets. All those Fresno drivers need to be paying attention and right. keep, keep pushing for for walkable neighborhoods and 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 rideable neighborhoods and protected bike lanes and all that stuff, um, to keep all that up. Uh, that park, that measure P stuff. When you really need to start using that wisely, and that seems like everybody is that's that's responsible for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. All right. Well, then I guess it's time to plug it up. Plug it up, Josh. All right. What's going on, man? Oh, I- you want me to go? Yeah. What are you doing? So, well, I do everything. A little oh bit. Oh my god. Um. Oh, have so, you been watching the Olympics? The Taekwondo stuff. The the oh no, jujitsu. So uh, I have not watched Taekwondo. I watched. Uh, I've seen a lot of the judo matches. Mm-hmm. Um. I was very interested in the skateboarding. Uh, yes. That was like the big one for me. Um. Judo fencing. I was into uh, the fencing. Mm-hmm. Um. I watched yeah, that yeah. last night. It, <laughs> I've not really seen, I guess, in a while. I mean, I mean I've seen it at the Olympics historically, but they yeah. they've got these masks on that have lights on them, and then oh, they've uh-huh. got the you know for for you know who's got the hit, whoever yeah, yeah. got the hit. But oh, yeah. uh, the thing that I found more funny was like the both guys. It was like American guy and I, I think it was a German guy, and they're both like very broy. Like when they're yeah, when they get a hit, they're oh, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like this is not what I would. <laughs> thought yeah. th- these guys would act like <laughs> yeah if you've never seen fencing before it's like it's crazy it's crazy and a lot of times so i had to watch probably and i did this like a while ago but um i don't know i had to watch a lot before i could even figure out what the hell was going on you know like because there's all sorts of point like and a lot of times like someone's helmet will go off and i'm like where did the where was they i didn't even see yeah the right. like, i can't even see like, it 
Um, but yeah, it's real. Like uh, it looks like Daft Punk kind of stuff out there. Right there, all situated. Um, anyway, oh, and I watched some archery, and I watched uh, essentially all the stuff that's like not actual, like yeah. alt sport, alt alt sports, Olympic events. But well, that's um, what's fun about the Olympics to me too. Is like, I mean, I love the track and field stuff, but uh, I do like the little smaller sports too. But you got to watch. Uh, you gotta watch like the alternate channels to watch like the smaller sports because right, the right, the you know, yeah. the main NBC feed that just does the big big rating stuff, and you gotta right. move over to the other uh, channels and website to see the smaller stuff. Right, right, yeah. I, I've been watching all the stuff like on uh, the 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 app video plays on YouTube or whatever. So, um, okay, so uh, starting out, I will plug my day job at the fresno v fresno v.com where i write about all sorts of interesting stuff like uh just too much interesting stuff there um and then uh i will plug uh my newsletter which is a weekly live or not live but weekly music fresno music newsletter and that is at substack it's band geek uh, three or four E's, E B E E E K, uh, band geek at substack.com. Um, and so that's every week comes out on Sundays. You can, uh, join up for free. Uh, I have various musical projects that are doing different things. So in August, um, my punk band, the strikingly originals has a show and I'll tell you all about that in a second. Let me, uh, let me bring that up. So that is coming up on. Hold on. Come on, Josh. Let's give us the info. I, I know. I know. I apologize. We don't have all day here. Valuable Let's, air, air, airwaves time. So August 20th. All right. Uh, and this is at the Tulare Street Bistro on uh Tulare street what? and that's a new place I was like, a restaurant. what is this it's a restaurant and then they have like a little performance space in back it's supposed to be really uh really cool um i haven't been there the food i hear um is what? really good Tulare street downtown uh, Tulare street yeah or? it's in downtown it is on uh hold on i'm looking it up right now Someone told me the other day, and, and then I just totally put it out of my mind. But it is um, to Larry and uh, ba, ba, ba. let's see. Oh, this is a weird. Uh, Eight Street. Divisa Zero. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm just throwing out downtown uh, streets. See if maybe find a cross street here. Street Bistro. It is downtown. I'm just looking for an easy map. Is um, it in the triangle? I believe it is in the triangle. I do believe it's in the triangle, but it's in a weird, it's in a weird spot on Tulare, like a spot that like you no normally wouldn't think. Mm -hmm. um, well, anyway, the address is thirteen forty two Tulare Street. Oh, it looks like Tulare uh, on the other side, of east or west. Um... 1343. Uh, I'm looking at the map and it's so stupid. Stupid map. To Larry Street. It's a map slot. 
And what is this? Why is this? <laughs> oh, it's Tolarian E Street. Oh, Tolarian joy. Down there in that part of that part. Yeah. Uh, totally. So it's like, yeah, Tolarian E. Um, so Tolarian E Street. And uh, it's got like a really cool little back patio. Anyway, that's where we'll be uh, performing. And that is on the 20th of August. Then on the 11th of September, it'll grow back. Has a show. Oh. Um, and that is happening, I believe that's at the um, Maison Kebab, uh, the place that used to be Pete's there on Fulton oh, Street. Oh, okay. And, um, wow, old school. Are you going to have new... your original drummer with you? Uh, no, we have uh, Wade from Sparkle Jets playing. Oh, drummer. okay. So I'll he's accept like this. our go-to. As he a... plays with us in the Danziggy Stardust. Oh, okay. He's essentially our drummer now. I don't know if he would say that. I, I think he would. Um, so whenever <laughs> we play, no, I'm not, no, I'm not their drummer. He's don't our go-to. Um, so we'll be doing that. So uh, that's happening. And then um, my other band, the Downwinders, uh, we are currently working on a four-song EP. So that'll be out uh, soon-ish, probably in the next month or so. And then once that happens, I think we're, we'll at least do a couple shows. Um, and then I have my own kind of band, the New Old Man, which is the solo stuff that I'm doing. And I have four songs out and another few coming as soon as I get them done. Who nice. knows when that's going to happen? Um, and then Big Balls is always, you know, ACDC cover band. There's always a chance that we could do something with that. Whatever local winery you have around town, you might see yeah. big balls. I think uh, there was some talk about um, there was some talk about uh, maybe the um, the Fresno Fair or something like that. But oh, anyway. uh, that's so, kind of a risky name to be at the yeah. Fresno Fair, dude. Well, I have my kid going around there, and I don't need my kid going out. Daddy, let's go see Big Balls. Daddy, uh, it, Big it, Balls it, is it, playing it, in the court. The it, it, <laughs> like, no, honey, sweet, please stop saying I mean, that. Please that stop is it. a good point. No, that but the, point. there's Big Balls right down here, <laughs> right down the concourse. Like, no, I know. No, stop yelling it. He's screaming about Big Balls. Anyway, um. And then uh, my other, uh, I have another podcast that I do. It is an Aikido podcast, weekly Aikido podcast called Aikido Discussed. It is available wherever you find your uh, podcast stuff. And uh, yeah, so that comes out every week and it's about martial arts, specifically Aikido. But um, so you can find that as well. I think. That is it. Is there anything else? Um, uh, I don't know. What what else do you do? I I, I mean, who knows? Who the hell knows? (laughs) I have a blog called thefresnin.com. And I love it. And it's just like a dude living in Fresno posting his Fresno stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a newsletter, a sort of related newsletter, uh, a bi-weekly newsletter Mm -hmm. called Fresno Fresno. Dot substack.com that mm-hmm. sort of mixes uh some I, sometimes i have content that's only on fresno fresno and sometimes i have stuff on the blog that's only on the blog that doesn't make it to fresno fresno so there's a little bit of difference there um and then there's the podcasts mm. uh, the perfect pour 
That is okay. a Beer Geek show. Every mm-hmm. Friday, mm-hmm. there's a new show that comes out with Nick and Matt on there, and we discuss things going on in our beer community. Okay. And then the, there's the other podcast about Harrison Ford called Get Off My Podcast. Very exciting time to be a Harrison Ford fan as Indiana Jones 5, all kinds of leaks and pictures of Harrison Ford being mm-hmm. Harrison Ford walking around uh, Glasgow and London. Hey, and uh, all kinds what's of stuff. What's your name going to be in that? Yeah, the Fleabag? Dallas Bryce. Yes, Fleabag, Fleabag uh, person. She's in Fleabag. there. <laughs> she has a name. I just yes, can't yes. Um, she's great. I love her. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Bridge. Anyway, Phoebe Waller. She, that's a great uh, show, Fleabag. Oh, if you've never watched Fleabag, great, great show. Mike, I you did a really awesome little accent there. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so uh, get off my podcast. Yeah, so that there's that, and then um, I also have a beer blog, beer drinking okay, blog okay. called uh-huh. MikeyTopPour.com. So and, say that again, MikeyTopPour.com, and there's and there's also, of course, a Substack newsletter along with that called DrinkingAndThinking.Substack.com. Because awesome. we all, if you're not on Substack, then what are you doing? All right. Yeah. I feel like I see uh, everyone talking about Substack or whatever, and then like all these people making money on Substack. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> yeah, no, don't look at those I'm people. Making, and then I'm like, oh, I haven't set any of that up. So, if uh, anyone, and I, I should have put, I should put this in the newsletter. But uh, if anyone feels like they'd like to pay me, to yeah, do this thing, I try. I go back and forth between doing a paid uh, portion of the Substack or doing a Patreon. The problem uh-huh. with the Substack is like I think you have to charge at least five dollars. You uh, can't uh-huh. charge less than five dollars, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. believe. And mm-hmm. and the uh, Patreon you can charge as little or as much as you want. So okay. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I probably should just that. do that Patreon thing. I think it would be cool and people would be into it. Uh, but it is but like that Substack makes it easy for you to charge. So it like it takes that because if if you start a start a Patreon, then there's another. You've got another. A tributary you're dealing with, you know, instead sure. of the Substack, yes, it just makes like, it like easier. Yeah, yep. that and that was my thing. It's like, um, you know, what I like Substack to me, I like because it's just it's easy and mm-hmm. it's it does all the heavy lifting kind of. So yeah, yeah. Well, all go. right, that's enough for that. The Fresden on Twitter and Joshua Tihi on Twitter that's and right. Instagram. Watch out for Joshua with an. <laughs> Joshua, are you gonna start dating somebody with an L? A, a Lisa no, that'd be something? great though. Joshua. I, I would. You can be a celebrity in town, celebrity if is, couple. If there is someone out there whose name is a Joshua, Joshua sighting was, uh, have, we saw a Joshua sighting on Fulton Street. Yeah, what would that be, Joshua? <laughs> and, and what, like Angela? What Angela? Angela? Joshua? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> there it is. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll just count us out, huh? All right. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs>